All right, let's get back in it with our panel. A heated exchange on such a hot afternoon, I could not believe. <laughs> Tempers are flaring. <laughs> you would want to exacerbate the situation. But, Dan, you did bring up, uh, you know, the policing and how mm-hmm. you felt that, uh, you know, the carding was racist, uh, racist-based in the association. Uh, but they... Oh, the amount of evidence to that point, I would well, say. Well, right, but, you know, they uh, cited, or at least the head did uh, earlier this hour, that 2014 seemed to see... Uh, a watershed moment insofar as uh, the numbers are concerned with guns and gangs and uh, homicides and so on and so on. And he attributed that to perhaps these dismantled programs like Tavis and Carding, you know, uh, where police are embedded in their communities for better or worse. You say obviously for worse. And so uh, he says there's a correlation. Would you deny that? I do deny that. And I think that the correlation that he sees is is certainly based in, in political reasons and the that the, the uh, the association's interest in fighting back against government intervention around carding. I, I think taking action to uh, limit, uh, you know, action like this, which is, you know, pretty demonstrably proven to be linked to systemic racism and that black people in our community uh, are overproportionately stopped by police, asked for their cards, uh, asked for their ID without real, you know, rationale for that. Uh, that that's a pretty consistent uh, point of evidence. And I, and, I, and I do have a deep concern about that. And I think linking that to gun crime like we saw this weekend is... It concerns me to see. All right, what about the Tavis program, which was uh, specifically earmarked for dealing with the guns and the gangs? It was an anti-gang unit. Well, I think I think you know action to 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 focus on gangs is the right approach. I I absolutely think programs that police implement to to crack down on on gang crime should be a focus for the police. I, I I'm you know disappointed to see. Yeah, certainly the Toronto Sun today had a number of columns uh, being used to, you know, talk about uh, safe injection sites in the city uh, or, uh, you know, the left wing of council, you know, trying to attack them for anti-poverty programs. You know, that's disappointing. Uh, I think that is concerning to me to take, uh, you know, to take a crack at, at those communities. But yes, there should be more programs to crack down on, on gangs and, and guns in the city. I would, have, of course, support that. I think the uh, impetus of the articles you're citing in the Sun, if I've got the right ones, and that's your paper too, Tom Park, and maybe you can uh, disabuse us of this. But Your uh, colleague, uh, Sue Ann Levy, was on it today, right? Well, she was <laughs> saying that friend, your friend are, are and colleague. Many. She yeah. was basically saying the mayor and council have been feckless in addressing this in any meaningful way because, uh, you know, they stood down on uh, certain things like, again, uh, well, Tavis, the school resource officer thing, that was where the, uh, the the school board, TDSB, capitulated on that to the activists. And don't forget the pride parade, John. You know, that that, that reaction right <laughs> I, I there, was that was the really concerning thing that to draw the link between not having uniformed officers in the pride parade and gun violence in the city. That's that's just well, I think she was suggesting maybe they've been demoralized. I mean, McCormick said as much. They feel like they're overwhelmed. Oh, if that's it, then sure. Well, no, I mean, but if there is ridiculous. Okay, but I mean, there's a dynamic in play here is kind of where he was going with this. And uh, it all sort of adds up to having this impact. And now we're no, it doesn't. Well, all right. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> say that uniform between... police officers in the Pride Parade leads to gun violence in well, the no, city. No, no, Come no, on, no, like, no, that's crazy. No, no. Uh, look, it's this holistic thing that's going on. Again, this is McCormick. He told me this just before you guys got here. Uh, a lot of officers feel overwhelmed or underappreciated. Morale has been impacted. So I don't know if it's a, a case of, you know, that's just maybe another one of those uh, being pecked to death by sparrows or death by a thousand cuts. 
it's speculative. Okay, you dismiss it. But Michael Diamond, how do you feel? Well, look, I, I think that uh, the the I, I think Dan's on the Pride Parade probably one hundred percent correct that that's that's a bit of a stretch. But what is important is stronger relationships between all community groups and the police police force uh, for for both sides. So I think school resources officers, for example, are important. And if you're going to look at a relaunch of, of uh, the Tavis program, it has to be done hand in hand with uh, with the community and starting with things like school resource officers and actual actual meaningful public consultation and input. But the problem with Tavis was it, it really was premised on carding. Uh, yeah. the, the idea it's of community policing and everything you've just said, I mean, I, I 100% agree with, except the label Tavis, because it goes hand in Absolutely. hand. It goes hand in hand with carding, which I think is an offensive uh, thing for many reasons. One is it was aimed at uh, people of uh, people of color, but also I just uh, absolutely believe that in a free society you shouldn't have police officers stopping you and demanding to know your identification. I think but that's how, how then, a basic so, so part Tom, of how free, would, how would police be impactful and but, effective in at-risk communities? Because uh, that's well, where a lot of this, this stuff is. is. Qu- this is a question, and there's a lot of there's gone actually some 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 things here that I that I think the uh, the police unions uh, representative McCormick is right about. Uh, you know, he he does rightly point out that the number of police officers uh, has been there's been a moratorium, and that's because you know they were expensive, uh, and and again, you know what? Uh, now we're that we're cutting taxes again, and we're giving money away, and it's going to be free ice cream for everybody, and we're <laughs> and yeah, we're still going to hire more you police. You really officers. want ice cream today? This this is the this <laughs> is the problem. Day. It's like if we're going to have subways and you know roads, what, if we're going to have police officers and EMS people, it costs money. I, I agree. Uh, with so you, Tom. so this is a challenge, and I'm not saying that policing is the only solution to criminality, not by any means, because I absolutely believe there's social factors plus is the gun gun running issue as well. I think there's a lot of different places. That have to be attacked, but I do believe that on one hand, if it's if there's issues in the, in the well, there's economic issues. If there's ec- issues in the community, police and other political leader community leaders should be involved in that. Sure. And secondly, it's going to be the police uh, with border services who who, who really nail the, uh, yep. the cross border traffic and guns. So, police are an important part of this puzzle. All right, let's come back. Uh, there are many more topics worthy of discussion in the time that remains. Again, Tom Park and Dan Moulton, Michael Diamond in the studio, Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.